The Murdoch murders. Is there going to possibly be a retrial? You remember uh, Alec Murdoch was found guilty in a double homicide for killing his wife and his son. That all happened in March. And now his other son, the only one who's surviving and on the outside, Buster, trying to get the ruling overturned. Or now we're learning that maybe some evidence was tampered with. We do have our official attorney, Lisa Lanier, on the phone to kind of help us sort it all out. Do you think that Alec Murdoch is going to be given a second chance. Good morning, Lisa. Hey, good morning. Yeah, this was uh, quite a bombshell. I was really kind of amazed at the allegations against the clerk of court. What has happened here is that uh, Alex Murdoch's team is asking for, uh, they're asking for an FBI investigation into the actions of the clerk of court and the jurors. They're alleging that there was jury tampering by Rebecca Hill, who was the clerk of court, and they're making some really serious allegations, and they have two sworn statements from jurors to back up their claims. Mm. So it's, it's a little bit, that's more than a little bit concerning. Mm-hmm. So what they're alleging is that she asked jurors their opinions about Murdoch's guilt or innocence, that she instructed jurors to not believe the evidence that was presented by his defense team, that she lied to the judge to remove a juror that she believed was going to enter a not guilty vote, and that she pressured the jurors to reach a guilty verdict so that she could then write her book and profit from it, which she did. Dang. She is, she's further accused of, I mean, it's crazy, mm-hmm. of taking jurors into the bathroom and having one-on-one chats with them, which is completely out of line, um, including the jury foreperson, which is terrible. And that she, they say, if this is all true, it's terrible. They say that there were several smokers on the jury mm-hmm. and that she would not let them have smoke breaks, they say. They're alleging that she would tell them you won't get a smoke break until you come up with a verdict to try to press them to hurry through and get the verdict. Because she wanted her and, to write uh, this book. Wow. Right, right. That's what they say. And they said that she was handing out reporters, business cards to jurors. And she, they say that she told jurors, don't be fooled by the defense evidence and to watch Murdoch carefully to see when he's lying. Mm. I mean, it was crazy. So they basically, they have two. So these, the defense team, reached out to all the jurors, and some of the jurors were very antagonistic toward that contact. But two of them came forward, four of them, they say actually corroborate all of this, but two of them signed sworn statements to this effect. So the the charges would be, not charges, but the, the conviction would be overturned for the moment, and they'd, they'd be a new trial. They would, yeah, he would get a new trial. He would, He probably would not uh, get out of jail because he's already entered a guilty plea to a bunch of federal charges related to other, not to these murders, but to the other uh, charges against him, the embezzlement and, uh, and the, the issue with the, uh, I think, some of the money that he stole from the, the uh, housekeeper's family and that sort of thing. So he's entered a, a guilty plea that would keep him in prison, but it would get him a new trial on the murder charges. And I do think, you know, if she did all of this stuff, you know, if she did, then, that, then he deserves a new trial because that's, you know, you can't expect a jury to look at somebody in this position of power telling them He's guilty, basically, and not not believe that that influenced yeah. the outcome. Even the worst of people deserve a fair trial. Well, so, yeah, I mean, we know that he's done horrible, horrible things, but at least he deserves to have the fairness of it. Um, Lisa, why is there not some sort of law in place that forbids, like kind of like a blanket law where you are not allowed to talk about or there profit is. from? Like, but how is she? Those are the rules. But yeah. how is so she going to write a book? I think that's right. after well, the fact. I don't oh, know. So, I mean, after the fact, you can write a book about what happened. But what the the, uh, the rules are that, you know, she's not supposed to engage mm-hmm. 
in this kind of conversation. The problem is South Carolina, the, the laws are pretty loosey-goosey about punishing her. And mm. so if she is charged criminally, then, and, and all, it sounds like only then, the governor can re, can suspend her, not even remove her, but suspend her. So it's, I think these people, you know, it's South Carolina, it just sounds like it's the same thing that got Murdoch, where he is, you know, just this thing of I can do whatever mm-hmm. I want, mm-hmm. you know, this like sort of unchecked power and the clerk of court, you know, she immediately flew to New York, started giving interviews, wrote this book. And they say that that's what upset some of these jurors. And they were like, wow, like she was really, you know, they, they get, I think they, what the spin is, at least by the defense team, is that these jurors were upset thinking they, they really began to get that she was inappropriate. And they began to question, was she doing this for financial gain? You would think- she wanted to ramrod this verdict through so she could write her book. You would think that there would be some sort of... Um, like somebody watching, like, hey, are you, where are you going? Well, no, I mean, even, like, for example, with, uh, like, a contract where you you can't work, you can't, um, for us, example, you can't go somewhere for a certain amount of time after your career. Oh, you mean, or, like, to write a book? Yeah, like, there, oh. there should be a certain amount of time that has to pass for you to be able, because otherwise, you can totally see why people would be pushing it along. Like, hurry up, I want to tell my side of the story, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah, you know, in most of the higher-profile criminal cases, everybody writes a book mm-hmm. about it. You know, OJ, you know, you get judges, you get uh, all the prosecutors, the defense team, everybody writing books about these uh, these big cases. And, yeah, I mean, maybe it's um, maybe it's, it's having a, a bad effect on the yeah. uh, justice system in some instances. And here, what they're after, they want to open an inquiry. They want to get text message apparently there's a group chat that's going around with the jurors they want to get their hands on that mm. they want to get their hands on the clerk of court's emails and they think that that's really going to show and and it's going to they're going to force these people to testify under oath they want all the jurors to have to testify under oath because a lot of them don't want to cooperate and they want to make them cooperate put them on the record and find out what really happened and I mean, he will get a new trial if it's if it's proven to be true. Well, in this new uh, interview that Buster, he sat down and uh, was talking about how he not only still fears. For, he basically said, I feel safe at nighttime because he feels like he's put some uh, security in place that does protect him. But he thinks the killer still out there and thinks that his father was done wrong. Would you say you think the police didn't? do the job. There's an awful lot of pressure on a law enforcement entity to come up with a suspect. I think it's one of those things where you have to do something. And I think that it was, and that's the option and the route that they decided to go with. My biggest thing that I want people to realize that there are always two sides of the story. Now they can pick which one they want to believe, but I think there's a heck of a lot that still needs to be answered about what happened on June the 7th. Interesting. And here's something even more interesting for you if you're a big fan of, uh, which is terrible because people lost their lives, but the Murdoch murder is being made into a, I believe, a two-part Lifetime series October 15th. Oh, wow. They turn those things out pretty quick. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Well, she's great. Oh, wait, Jason, you have a question about uh, for Lisa about Squid? No. Okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) All right. You wrote squid on a piece of paper and showed it to me during the segment. I don't. (laughs) So that's a little confusing. (laughs) I don't know if you caught him doing illegal activities. (laughs) Chill, chill, chill. Okay. I mean, squid was, Lisa, was uh, propositioned by a prostitute when he was in New Orleans. Because he's an idiot and didn't realize that she was propositioning him. He hung out with her for like an hour and then she's like, You're going to pay me? (laughs) It was more like two hours. Two hours. Wait, what? I thought we were soulmates. But I guess he's like, 
<laughs> but he didn't pay, so he was like, yeah, oh, no. And he got yeah. mad with You know, if I, had, if I had a dollar for every time you guys say you have a legal question about squid. <laughs> you can retire. She's great. Official attorney of Jared and Katie in the morning. If you're ever injured on the job, contact her right away at hireaheavyweight.com. This segment brought to you by Progressive Commercial Insurance. Your small business keeps you on the go. Progressive Commercial Insurance keeps your policy within reach with our easy-to-use mobile app. Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com.